weekly message from Encounter, where your past has no future and hope is reborn. Here is today's special guest speaker. So I want to get into what I really want to share with you very quickly this morning because I think you would have to be completely, well, there's no other way to put this, stupid, <laughs> to not discern and, and understand that we are living in probably what's the most tumultuous time we've ever found ourselves living in thus far. Said that to say, if you think it's getting dark out there, meaning out in the world, society, culture, um, fasten your seatbelts because it's going to get a lot darker. And, and I'm, not a, I'm not here to talk about all that or the negative part of that because I believe that as the darkness increases over our world, not just our country, but over our world, so shall the light of Jesus Christ. Um, because all of you who have come home and have received Jesus as your Lord and Savior, you are now capable of glowing in the dark. And, um, and we'll, you'll, you'll find that in, in the book of Isaiah, the Old Testament, chapter 60, I believe it is. It says, Arise and shine, for thy light has come. And the glory of the Lord has risen upon thee. It goes on to say, Though darkness cover the earth, and even deeper darkness or gross darkness over the people, of the earth. God's glory and his light will be seen upon you. So that's the good part. In the book of Matthew chapter 24, I believe it's Matthew chapter 24, um, Mike uh, made me all nervous this morning by telling me that this lady here in the green is a theologian. And I'm like, oh great, she's in for a treat. But um, anyway, it is what it is. You know what? Matthew 24 verses, starting with verse 4. And Jesus answered and said to them, Take heed that no one deceive you, for many will come in my name, saying, I am the Christ, and will deceive many. And you will hear of wars and rumors of wars. See that you are not troubled for. Okay? You don't have to go any further than North Korea. That right there tells you, you know, rumors of wars and, you know, uprisings and so forth and so on. And not just North Korea, but different other nations as well. And you will hear of wars and rumors of wars. See that you are not troubled. For all these things must come to pass, but the end is not yet. For nation will rise against nation, kingdom against kingdom. And there will be famines, pestilences, and earthquakes in various places. All these are the beginning of sorrows. I believe it's safe to say, according to the Bible, then we've, we are eyewitnesses to the beginning of sorrows that have now come upon the earth, okay? Listen, I'm, I'm a firm believer in this. You could have been alive, I could have been alive in any other era, but you, we could have been born in the colonial days, you know? But we weren't. Why? It was meant. God meant for you to be alive on this earth right here, right now. It was, it, you know, it, you, you're not here by accident, is what I'm trying to say. And there will be famines, pestilences, and earthquakes in various places. All these are the beginning of sorrows. And then they will deliver you up to, tribula up to tribulation and kill you. 
and you will be hated by all nations for my name's sake. Let me inject this real quickly. Oh, what I'm talking to you about this morning. I apologize. I should have gave you the title. Um, I'm not into titles, but anyway, the young man back there wanted one. So I just told him, I said, stormproof, you know. Um, I consider it, Dee Dee and I both consider it part of our job description that wherever Holy Spirit uh, dispatches us out to, we're called to stormproof those that are in the family, those that are in the body of Christ. Listen, I daydream every day of heaven. I do. Sometimes I, I, I do it a lot. And um, because... You know, I, that's where we're all looking to go to, you know what? But um, until the time comes, we're there. Listen, we've got, we've got some major, major work to do. And again, as I said a moment ago, part of that being glowing in the dark. Having said that, and it says here, then they will deliver you up to tribulation and kill you, and you will be hated by all nations for my name's sake. If ever there was a time, if there ever is a time where you are hated for being a believer in Jesus Christ, it's now. And you guys know that. It is now. It is not a popular thing to be known as a follower or a disciple or a believer in Jesus Christ. I'm, I'm telling you, if nothing else, social media, I dare you. I don't, no, I triple dog dare you to any form of social media, start sounding or writing like a Christian. You know, instead of telling everybody what time you went to bed and what you ate when you got up and, you know, how bad you feel now that you've eaten it and blah, blah, blah. You know, start injecting Jesus everywhere you go. Start injecting Jesus throughout your whole entire day. Yo, yeah, you'll help, you'll help some. And those, there will be those that will love you for that. However, listen, it's not popular today to say that your king's name is Jesus Christ. You can follow any other God. The world won't mind it. But the moment Jesus comes on the scene or into the picture, wow. It's, it is true, and, uh, and, and it's unfortunate. But Jesus said himself that this would happen. So it shouldn't catch us by surprise. Then, I want to read that, word, that scripture one more time, verse 9. Then they will deliver you up to, tribu to tribulation and kill you, and you will be hated by all nations for my name's sake. And then many will be offended and will betray one another and will hate one another. Let's back up. And then many will be offended. Have you ever, ever, stare at me, have you ever seen a time where just by mere, just by the way you could breathe, someone would be offended by it. It doesn't matter what I put on Facebook, someone gets an attitude over it. So I thought, well, you know what? I'm going to do it different. I'm just going to post pictures of, of puppies and kitty cats and flowers and outside scenery and throw in a photo here and there of my grandchildren and blah 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 surely no one could find any anything wrong with that sure enough 
You know, as silly as this sounds, unfortunately, it's the reality of the day that we're living in. This should excite you and I because we are now here. We're not a year away from this. We're not decades away from this. We are now in the zone that Jesus spoke of prior to his coming back. Can I get a witness? So, many will be offended. Listen, look at me. Listen, get this. Every single day, you're going to get an opportunity to practice. Well, I do. Every single day, I am gifted with the opportunity to forgive somebody. And that's just the way that, that Didi and I have chosen to, to live life. Listen, every day, if for no other time or anything, the moment I get behind the wheel of my car and get out on the road, sure enough, God gives me the gift and the opportunity to practice my forgiveness skills. Every single day. Listen, he tells us in his word that many are going to be offended. Right here. And, they, and then many will be offended. This, this doesn't even, you know, wow. I mean, this is epic right now in our culture. Don't you even think that it's anything less than that. Last night in our hotel room, I was channel surfing. Every commercial is a political candidate not telling the world what good they're going to do if they're elected, or not telling the general public what they're going to bring to the table that will make life better or change things for, uh, from worse to making them a lot better. No, it is a com one after another. It is a commercial of one political candidate chewing up, spitting out, attacking, violating, slandering, their opponent. It is dog eat dog. And this is the example that we're giving our children now in our, in our culture. And it's sad, and I don't want to believe me. Oh, God, help me to never go off on the political thing here. But um, listen, you know what? Tuesday's election day. Get out there and vote. And vote accordingly to the guidance of Holy Spirit. Will you? Will you do that? Come on, seriously, because we, do, we are making a difference. We, the body of Christ. And then many will be offended and will betray one another and will hate one another. It's just like hell has opened up and it has vomited on our culture hatred, disrespect, disharmony, disunity, offenses. And like I said, they just continue to come and come and come. And if, 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 if you don't have anyone to forgive by this time tomorrow, I want your autograph. <laughs> and I'm being serious here. And we think it's, you know, sometimes we look at it like it's just a flippant or a light, or, or a light matter. But it's not. Offenses come daily. And you know what it is? Instead of us getting all knotted up and worked up in a, in a lather about somebody doing us wrong, I'm telling you, choose to respond and react out of your new creation. Respond and, choose to respond and react out of your new man. 
God tells us in his word that, you know, if anyone comes to Jesus, if any man be in Christ, behold, they are a new creature. Old things have passed away. Behold, all things have become new. Every single day, you have the opportunity to respond or react to whatever the devil throws your way. You've got the opportunity to respond and react either out of old man or out of the new man. I guarantee you, if you learn to, and it won't happen overnight, and you're not going to get really good at it within the first 24 hours of doing it. So don't get discouraged. Practice does make perfect. The more you practice out of living life, out of your new man, the better you become at it. Next thing you know, you find yourself not getting all worked up and all knotted up because someone has treated you unfairly. Listen, everyone in this room has a story that they can tell, that they can share of how somebody has hurt you, wounded you, offended you, and it's real pain. I'm not minimizing the effects of all of this. It's real pain. It's real trauma. It's real anger. You can go through life responding and reacting to all of that out of your old man. And the more power you give old man, the more territory in your life he's going to take. But the more you start considering that old man the way uh, the Apostle Paul did in the New Testament, how am I doing? Then, then I'm telling you, your life is going to get a whole lot easier. Every day you get the opportunity to forgive somebody. Let me give you a quick example. I was in my car. This was many uh, months ago this year. But I was uh, getting ready to turn um, uh, onto the highway. I was going to turn left. And this young guy, he was in his pickup truck, and he, uh, he apparently thought I wasn't driving fast enough, you know. And um, so he was behind me, and then all of a sudden, I don't see him anywhere, and next thing I know, he's right beside me. And he discovered he had a special finger. And, um, and, and then he wanted to share it with me. And so, you know, and then... Uh, he thought I couldn't lip read, and I could. And, uh, and he started saying things to me that weren't so nice. But the thing of it is, he got out, he parked his truck and got out of his truck and came over to my window. Well, I didn't even have time to respond and react out of the old man or the new man. Next thing I know, there was another guy, uh, they looked to be about in their same age group, Another guy ahead of him, or behind him rather, parks his pickup and gets out and he walks over to the young man standing at my car door and he, he looks at him and he doesn't have a gun, but he made that with his hand. He says, I have one of these. You've got five seconds to get back in your car or to get back in your truck. And I'm like, mm. And so the young man, you know, all of a sudden, he's not feeling really rough and tough. He goes back and gets in his truck, and, um, you know, story, that's the end of the story. The young guy, uh, you know, who came to my rescue got back in his truck, and they both moved on, and I went ahead and got on the highway. I no sooner get on that highway when it had to be a 120-year-old woman <laughs> is right on my bumper. I just got, I don't even scientifically have enough time to get up to 70 miles per hour yet. 
and she's right on my bumper, and she's flashing me her headlights, and she's going on and on, and she goes around me, and she, she got the same special finger that the other guy did. And it just ate my lunch. And you guys know what I'm talking about. And I'm telling you right then and there, there's all sorts of thoughts racing through my mind, none of which were Christ-like. None. So it's not a matter of thinking that you're just going to, you know, you know, sail through life and you're never going to have a bad moment and you're never going to respond or react the way that God would not want you to. But it's learning how when those times come and you do blow it to understand this. You can't blow it with him. His grace and his mercy is brand new to you and me every single day. That doesn't give us a license to go out and just intentionally screw up and blow it every time. But it does let us know that God is for you. Listen, those are just mild cases. There's stories in this room right now of where of some of you have been treated so badly, so unfairly. And I cannot be the only one in this room this morning that just has zero tolerance for injustice. I hate injustice. I hate, I just hate that. But life is not fair. It's not going to go your way all the time. And you can do everything right. And the enemy will taunt your mind and thinking and tell you you didn't pray the right prayer. You weren't spiritual enough. You weren't holy enough. You didn't go to church enough. You didn't give enough in the offering. Blah, 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 blah. And it just simply doesn't matter. Sometimes it's just not fair. And you're going to have the opportunity to respond or react. Who's in charge of your life? If you want to be found standing in the days, weeks, months, and years that are ahead of us, that are coming at us faster than a freight train, if you, this isn't just, I'm not talking about survival. I do believe that in the, in the future, there is a people that's going to thrive in spite of everything that hell throws at you. You can thrive, but it will never be by living life and facing the, the challenges of life out of, your old, out of your old man. See, that's the reason Jesus came to begin with, was to empower you to say an official goodbye to old you. And so that the real you could rise up in him And that's the you that the world around you is waiting to see come and manifest out of your life. Does that make any sense? So, you know, it's it's just like, though, sometimes it's every day. And not just every day, it's multiple times a day. Deanie and I, just a month ago, just a month ago, we moved to Vero Beach, Florida. And I still don't know why. I don't. I didn't go there for the weather. I hate heat and humidity. If I wanted to live in hell, I would have never gave my life to Jesus. I hate the heat and I hate humidity. I do. But God said go. And we're we're in our place with him where we know life will go a lot easier if we just go. 
you know, and he'll give us the details when we get there. That messes with a lot of people, but, you know, it's just going to have to stay right there. However, so we hire the moving truck, and if you're a Facebook friend of mine, you already know all of this. But we hire the moving company. I research these people inside out, upside down, clear through and through. I, I got their ODOT number. I ran it. I did everything I could physically possibly do to validate this moving company, and we hired them. And to cut a long story extremely short, on moving day, the people were there to pack the truck up, blah, 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 blah. And um, so then we get to Vero Beach, Florida, and our furniture's not, it, on the day it's supposed to be there, none of it's there. So a gentleman called from Atlanta and said that somebody would be calling me on Monday to give me a two-hour time frame on Tuesday when it would all arrive. Okay. Monday, no phone call. Tuesday, I get a phone call telling me that the stuff will arrive Wednesday between noon and 3. Wednesday morning, a guy calls. I can barely understand his language at all. He didn't speak English. And telling me that the truck that has all of our stuff on it has just been reported as stolen and that there are five policemen there trying to confiscate the truck. And I thought, oh, God. Anyway, fast forward. There plan was to rent another truck and put all of our stuff, take it off the stolen truck, put it on the right truck, and it would still come that day. However, it wouldn't be arriving till late that evening. In the meantime, we have to catch a flight to Phoenix the next morning. So, late that evening, Jorge and who knows, arrive and they bring in our dresser to our bedroom, and, and, and they're just like nonchalant, and they bring it in, and there's a hole in it as big as my backside in the back of it, and box after box after box after box after box after box had been opened, ransacked, rummaged. There's total strangers things in our boxes. They brought in three boxes of whoever's they are, they weren't ours, and they contained what I am confident contained precious heirloom-type photographs of family members that are deceased. And, um, and so I am, we are still today, as I speak to you, still wondering where our other eight boxes and two pieces of furniture still are, and we know we'll never see them. But I said all that to say the two men that brought it all in held it hostage and we had paid the moving bill in full. But when they got there with all of our broken items, they demanded $1,500 more in cash or they would not open the truck. And had I known that everything on it was broken, I would have told them, fine, nice meeting you, keep it, take the 1500 and buy it all back. But I didn't know that. So we had to do that. One, one offense after another offense after another offense. Have you ever been so mad that your mind is thinking of new cuss words that have never been uttered? <laughs> I, I just believe in keeping it real. Listen, that's how I was at that moment. I'm like, hmm, I've never even heard of that word. Is that a real swear word? I don't know. But 
I'm standing there. That's how mad, that's how angry I was. And then the only way to communicate with them was to draw pictures because neither of them spoke English. And so then I, it was just, it was bad. It was just bad. And I'm not going to say anything else about that. But I finally sat down and, and I really did. I heard, I heard the Holy Spirit say to me, he says, okay, you can either continue on reacting and responding out of old you or you can let the real you rise up I said right now seeing how old me is already awake and already here why don't we just let him have his way you know no I knew the route I had to take and it wasn't just that but you have to forgive that is hard but you know what I've learned? Forgiveness is not for the other person. It's for you. Because until you forgive someone who has really hurt you and wounded you, and my whole message is simply based on this premise this morning, that we're living now in a culture that, is, that drips with offense and hatred for anything godly. I mean, the more ungodly it is, it seems like our culture wants to embrace it. And so if you're a person that really wants to live according to Holy Spirit, you're going to find yourself oftentimes having to forgive somebody. But you've got to remember and realize the forgiveness is not for them. It's for you. Because until you do forgive them, you remain their prisoner. I don't care where they go. I don't care how many years pass by. You will remain their prisoner until you forgive them of the offense that they've brought on you. Am I making any sense? And, um, and so then the next day, the Lord says to me, standing in the airport, he says, it's not enough that, I, that you forgave those people, but I want you to bless them. And I said, Satan, <clears throat> I take authority over you. And the Lord said, this is not Satan. You know who I am. I want you to bless them because they've persecuted you. Bless them. I said, have you lost your <laughs> No, I'm not going to bless them. And he said, yes, you are. And he walked me through this. It is hard. But it is doable. And you can do this. You can. Right now, most of you are sitting there thinking, some are probably wondering when I'm going to shut up and go, but most of you are probably sitting right here thinking of at least one person or one event. Hmm. Have I really forgave them? This is one sure indicator that I put into practice. When I, if I can, you know, how I know I've really forgiven someone. When I hear their name and it doesn't, it doesn't cause me any angst or any negative. I, I, you know, where it doesn't affect me anymore. You might want to try that. 
But if you're going to be used by Holy Spirit in the days ahead, he won't use you full of all of this anger, full of all of this animosity and hatred and unforgiveness because you're not available to him. You're chained to your offender. And last but not least, I think it's interesting that back in the olden days, in fact, I think, I could be wrong, but I learned in school that back in the days, I think it was of the Roman Empire rule, one of their forms of capital punishment was if you killed someone, they would take that corpse and tie it to your body. And you lived your life morning, noon, night with that dead corpse tied to you, connected to you, until all the nasties that got into the corpse finally worked their way and got into you. And you would die one of the most painful, agonizing deaths that a person could die of. That, in a spiritual, emotional sense, is what unforgiveness does to us. That's our special guest speaker today at Encounter. All of our guest speaker messages can be downloaded from our website, godenc.com. Messages from Bishop Michael Rice are freely available on iTunes. Find us on Facebook under Encounter.